I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Their Tropes Battled Predominance. Okay, so actually last week we were surprisingly on sync. I'm I, so uh, happy to like, hear that. Hold that out. So uh, when I edited it, rather. Sorry if you hear like a bunch of thumping in the background. My cats have decided that like feral time. Feral time. Why? Because they were like fine five minutes ago, and now they're both going feral. It's probably the weather or something. It looks like it's been a storm. Mm. Um. But yeah. Um. I will say I'm excited for our episode today, just because more. I'm more so excited for our fiftieth because I like had this idea for um a trope. And I was, you know, putting all this stuff together, and I realized, I was like, this is going to be really fucking long. So I texted Liz, and I'm not going to spoil it until, you know, 50th, but mm-hmm. let's just say we have a really good idea for our 50th, and yes, it'll it will be... include porn. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a fun one. It'll be fun. Liz won't be able to read it. Um, I, I mean, we're going to re- definitely try to record the 50th together, so yes. maybe I'll have some, like, confidence in me yeah, for together. definitely. I, I think that'll help. Um. Like, we're seeing each other in two weeks, and potentially this weekend, if our friend decides to, like, do a birthday thing, then, um, yeah. so, you know, we'll have plenty of time to record together, but I'm excited for it. Um, mm-hmm. let me think. I don't really think I have any, like, big updates. I've just, you know, oh, did I, was it, did I, had I split my finger the last time we talked? No. Okay, yeah, I was in the ER last week because um, I actually sliced my finger open trying to open contacts, and uh, <laughs> thankfully I didn't need to sp- stitches, um, and it's, it's been a week now, it was last Wednesday, so it's actually been like a solid week because it was like last Wednesday around like two-ish, and um, it's healing really nicely thankfully, but I still can't fully bend my finger. I don't know why my cats are like obsessed with my finger right now not my like ginger finger but like i ate ham like 30 minutes ago that's why they but like they like they licked the ham off at this point like they are just licking my finger they think it's there <laughs> they're like i think mm, it's thingy still there. in my mouth yeah yummy mouth. um yummy but yeah and i've been working on cosplay and then oh sorry about all the crinkling um raven cause decided that he gets to walk wherever he fucking wants right now um and then i decided uh saturday to quit my retail job because i fucking had enough and like shitty like i just had this coworker who got my favorite manager fired by falsely accusing him of like really gross things that we were all present for that he didn't do like to give context she said that like he was harassing her and um the example she gave was he keeps trying to buy me things and it makes me uncomfortable the only time he did that was when we were all there together closing and she kept calling him broke and he was like i'm not broke and she goes prove it and he and she's like buy me sneakers prove it so he goes okay i'll buy them for you and they're like 40 dollars sneakers he buys them for her she wears them like every day and she claims that it like made her uncomfortable and i'm like he only did it because you told him to yeah and like so it was just like that kind of stuff so and like she also like just kind of like shit talked literally everybody at the store like regardless of if she was like friendly with them or not and it made me like really uncomfortable oh yeah i hate people like that my first job it caused me to quit my first job right i'm one a person like that i like i went through high school i don't need to do this again exactly it it was just like not cool so i had enough so i left and um it was funny because you know i was i'm still scheduled to you know for the next two weeks and i went up and you know to my manager who was working only one of my managers was working because one of them got fired yeah one had her day off and um I was like, hey, Katie, um, I've had enough. Like, I'm leaving. Peace Bye. out. And she, was, and she was like, oh, like, she was, like, so upset. She's like, yeah, I can just say, okay, is this your two weeks? I was like, no, I'm done now. And she was like, you don't want to finish your shift? I was like, no, 
No. I'm done now. And, like, I hit my gonna, badge and left. You guys are gonna fuck over someone who I know is a good person. Exactly. You don't have the courtesy to give them a two weeks, so why am I gonna give you exactly. that courtesy? Exactly. Yeah. And all, you know, and because I'm not working there anymore, I don't care. Like, fuck H&M. Um, fuck you. Also, like, there's always so many coupons, so, like, never spend full price there. It's not worth it. Um, <laughs> and um, if you ever want, like, tips and tricks to, like, how to get, like, money off, let me know. Like, I will tell you. I'm sorry if there's, like, a motorcycle. Like, oh, my God. Jesus. Someone has a small PP. Jesus Christ, dude. It's my pet peeve about living here is, like, people don't care that these are, like, this is a residential area. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, fuck H&M. But they do a biannual, like, feedback type thing called PEP survey where, like, it's, like, basically employee engagement survey and they, like, you know, send it out and you fill it out during your shift and you're, like, you know, this is the feedback I'd give the store. My paperwork, you know, for leaving hadn't gone through yet, so I still got a chance to do that when I got so home. So you were like, so um, I filled fuck it out. You, fuck I gave like you, such bad ratings you. to everything, and it's anonymous, right? So it's like, you know, I'm sure they know it's me, but it's like, I just think it was I, funny. You, it doesn't matter anymore. Right, exactly. Like, I literally just wrote, I was like, how awful like they treated our staff and employees, and I was like, I've had enough. Oh yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't the worst job, but like, I don't need to go through high school again or get abused by customers. Yeah. For, um, existing exactly so liz how's your week been hopefully less um, eventful i mean i had an eventful oh, weekend actually, yeah, yeah wait <laughs> new year comic con happened yeah. and so um i was i am so nostalgic for new york comic con um i've been going to new york comic con since i was a sophomore in high school just graduated college every single year so you can imagine how long i've been going it's my first convention ever so even if like i never like I will always go to New York Comic Con regardless. I'm really into all the stuff that happens there anyway, but I also just have such a soft spot for it, and it makes me... It's like the night before Comic Con reminds me of, like, my childhood, like, like a night before Christmas yeah, almost, like, like as excitement. a kid. Like, I am so fucking hyped always for Comic Con. Right, that makes so, sense. So, um, it's great. Um, Friday, I cosplayed Starlight from The Boys. I got to meet, um, Erin Moriarty, who's the actress for Starlight, got a photo with her. Um, I went to The Boys panel, one of the funniest panels I've ever been to. The cast is hysterical for Aww. that show. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to ever, like, if you find the, um, panel on YouTube, please watch it. It's hysterical hysterical okay um i actually got a cool message today yeah i i'm at work i'm going on my lunch and i see a dm from this account that says at the boys tv and i'm like what the fuck is this and so i open it and it's the official boys like the boys instagram account and they're like hey we really loved your like new year comic-con cosplay like voila could like reuse it in like this like social media thing right. we're doing and i was like yes please it's, it's like so cool and they're obviously they're gonna give liz all the credit and stuff yeah like, they were like of course we're gonna like credit you properly and everything and i'm like oh my god my favorite part of your cosplay is like how natural you made the wig look it's a lace front baby it looks so good like the little baby hair is hanging down it that really wasn't even good. purposeful but i'm really happy with how it looked it so i'm very excited for you i literally was like so happy i had so many people come up and compliment my starlight cosplay which meant so much to me because like starlight's one of my favorite characters like ever i love her so Liz much has, she like, means so much to Liz me Liz has talked about starlight for like two years now like i only watched the boys because liz finally made i am the world's biggest starlight simp like huey move over it's me it's me huey like watch out buddy that's the thing i don't like 
I don't cosplay the significant others of the characters I simp for. I cosplay them. Right? Yeah, like... You're like, I'd rather just kiss myself in the mirror. I'd rather, like, you know, make them look good, like, myself. Um, <laughs> and speaking of characters I simp for, I met, I also met Hayden Christensen, the actor who plays Anakin you in the prequels. Did you post the photo? I didn't see it. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do the photo op. Harrison oh. was getting a autograph. So you just and I was to, like, go up with him? Yeah, so That's I was nice. like... I was like, oh my god. That's amazing was, though. I'm so happy. It was for great. You. I almost I almost had a panic attack, but I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I held in my emotions. And um and also on Sunday I got to go to a panel for what we do in the shadows. Ooh. If you guys know that show. I got to watch um the the episode that comes out this Friday. Um oh, the day okay. this episode's uh, posted. So we got to watch we had a we got we're I was joking where I was like, oh, I caught up because I was like an episode or two behind when uh -huh. we watched the panel. And Harrison's like, actually, you're over caught up. You're, you're caught ahead. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? You're right. You're so right. And like, I was really shocked because I actually didn't know any of the actors were going to be there. Mm -hmm. But they had a little Q&A and it was awesome. New York Comic Con always makes me like so happy. It was an amazing convention. That's, it's it always like great. It like a really good time and I'm really happy for you. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a fun time. Um, otherwise, I chilled the fuck out. So, <laughs> and I mean, I'm really happy because I originally wasn't gonna be going to New York Comic Con on Friday, mm -hmm. but I got told it was a superintendent's conference day, and they're like, "You don't have to go in if you don't want to." So I'm like, "Okay, I'm not coming in." Bye. <laughs> um, and bought my ticket. I was like, "Okay." And then the next day, they're like, "You can work like half a day. Do you want to?" I'm like, "No." absolutely not i've actually this is like if you make me work this is my two weeks like I'm like this is not happening um yeah i mean if i didn't have comic-con i might have worked because like it would have been an easy day but i don't right. care that much but i was like comic-con yes <laughs> and comic-con was awesome i see so many people i love um yeah i'm really happy for you you had like the better version of the week that i didn't <laughs> yeah um, um the javits center um they were really great about making sure uh like vaccine mandates like oh, they had the, what you remember what kineticon did with like yeah. the the wristband near comic-con did the I, same. I noticed that definitely yeah and they did that plus the masks um if you're little hesitant about possibly anime nyc at the javits center i think they did a really great job with new york comic-con and basically their guidelines was like if you're over the age of being able to get a vaccine you have to be vaccinated unless you have like a note from a doctor and then you I, still need I a negative like covid test yeah. and then under the age you need a negative covid test you go through a screener you get a wristband and you still have to wear a mask so i felt very very safe so just letting people know that if they were possibly thinking about anime nyc but still felt a little iffy because of covid if you still do i totally understand but i wanted to like let you guys know because no, I, I know they're doing they're doing the same thing for anime and well i'm assuming they're doing very similar things for mm -hmm. anime nyc because i know they have a vaccine mandate the similarly and the mask mandate as well mm -hmm. so i'm assuming they're going to do it basically the same as new york I, comic con yeah, i would assume it wouldn't make sense if they didn't. it's the same exact venue like it, yeah it would make zero sense for them to not have the same precautions um, but yeah. um i guess let's get into the episode oh should we <laughs> i have no fucking idea <laughs> let's not <laughs> fuck let's the not podcast say we didn't um okay so i got to pick this week and i actually had to pick very last minute because like i said i like you know i spent so long like working on this thing and then i realized actually this 
would be better to like do for the special so um i scrapped that had to come up with something really quickly and what i came up with is just doing kind of like a continuation of what both me and liz have done the past two weeks where Mm -hmm. it um it was let me see it was two weeks ago i did canon continuation and last week liz did first meetings which falls and can fall in line with you know canon divergence Mm -hmm. so this week i did canon divergence just as it is yeah. Um, so we kind of went over like what canon divergence is in Liz's segment last week. So I'm not going to spend too too long talking about it. But it's basically um, like it's just a term used where you have fanfics that in the universe that diverges from canon. But usually it's not like the like the divergence. Like it's like a fork in the road type thing. It's like did character A have this for breakfast or this for breakfast, and that causes like a whole like spin off yeah saying like it, it uh changes like the whole fucking fabric of the universe whatever uh very loki-esque <laughs> um yes and so i decided to do that um usually it's just about uh the changes like made to canon usually answer a question like what if character x lived instead of died or what if character y didn't meet character z until this i love marvel's what if it's literally yeah it's literally just the what if, what if series um but that being said, um, I don't know why I said that being said. That's a horrible transition. I was just going to say, like, everybody lives, everybody dies, etc. Like, those are really good canon divergence examples. Um, I went with a Bleach fic, uh, like, as in the anime, which is um, actually a relatively... Sorry, my cats are, like... What are you... Why is that mouse under my desk? Play with it? Like, why did you bring all your toys to me? Thank you. Sorry. I was like, why is he making so much noise? It's because they brought all their fucking mice, like, underneath me. They want you to be the mice queen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you say that because before I got on, I was watching those TikToks. And you know those TikToks where it's like, like teacher, only the mice royalty know this song. And they like they act. It's like a really bad video. You know what I'm talking about? No, not at all. Oh my! It's like I don't know how to explain it. Where it's like these people will be sitting in class and they're they're like, everyone in class. OMG, look at her. She's pretending to hum along because she's, she's trying to pretend that she's royalty or whatever. And then they put that filter that changes their face into, like, some, you know, whatever animal royalty they're being. Usually it's, like, the mice, like, queen. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's the mice queen. And it, it's, like, not there at it's all. It's really hard to explain. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I'll, I'll find an example and show you later, Liz. But it's awful. But um, I just, that's what you reminded me of, and I hate it. Anyways, mm-hmm. so uh, Canon Divergence is fairly popular in Bleach because a lot of people really disagree with the ending shifts. Um, and this is several years old at this point, so I don't really feel like I'm spoiling anything. So, um, like, I never even finished reading Bleach, and I know. So, uh, take that as you will. And it's basically, um, like, so, yeah, I guess I can say with that. It's not technically a spoiler. Uh, the ending shifts in Bleach end up being uh, Ichigo and Orihime and uh, Renji and Rukia. And while like I personally, like, I don't have beef against the shifts. I don't, you know, they're not like my anti OTPs. But for me, like Ichigo and Rukia is like one of my OTPs like of all time. And for it to not be canon, <sighs> OTP, series, like I have not heard. I have not heard OTP in forever. Listen, listen. I feel like I have to say it when I'm talking about a fandom this old. Oh, yeah. 100%. It doesn't feel right to be like, yeah, my ship, Ichigo and Rukia. No, that's my fucking OTP, bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, like, classic ship ship 
uh, terminology. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure everyone who watches this is, like, old enough to remember when it was like, this is my OTP, my one true pairing. But um, for those of you who don't, it's your one true pairing. It's your ship to end all ships. Like, if I don't refer to Stucky as my OTP because, like, no nobody one does really that anymore. Yeah, that's, that's like but nobody ever really says my OTP anymore. If you like... want, like, an if you want an example of an OTP, like for me, it's so clearly Stucky because that's all I talk about. Yes. So yeah, example terminology. You're welcome for the fandom history lesson. Thank you, Liz, <laughs> for the teacher mode. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a fic I found in my bookmarks from like years ago. Um, and it's called Jealousy by Sarah Beth Loves, all one word. And it's rated teen and up. And um, I cut out um, a little, I think I cut out some of the, like, no, actually I lied. I barely cut out any of it. But uh, the context for this is just that, like, oh, they have a dinner date planned or something. And uh, Ichigo is late and Ruki is like, why is he late? And, uh, oh, my God, stop sneezing. Do you hear him? He's so cute. I love the sneezes. Liz, do you want to take one home with you? I will. My parents will kill me, but I will. God, you guys are literally driving me fucking crazy right now. Don't worry, I'll why, come and I'll- Why did you bring the lens back? I'll take all their attention. Go. Alright, Mittens, can you give him the mouse? Mittens took the mouse. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll come, I'll come, and I'll take care of the cats. Please, Liz. Like, unironically. <laughs> I just had to book a cat sitter for uh, when Nick and I go to Awa, and that shit is so much money. No, like I did not realize how expensive cat sitters are, and like it makes sense. you should have. I mean, actually, I was gonna say you should have asked me, but it's, it's Halloween, Halloween, so exactly. I'm probably doing stuff. That's exactly. But otherwise, I if I if it's not a Halloween weekend or anything, I'm more than happy to come and see. I will definitely it. keep that in mind. But like, yeah, the only reason I didn't ask you is because it's Halloween weekend, so I figured I would, you know, so like it would make sense to have to pay somebody for their time. Ooh, um, I want to go to. Oh, I I'm now I'm thinking of Halloween weekend plans. I'm getting drunk as fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish. Well, I guess, I guess that will be me. Um, yeah, you'll anyways, be at AWA. Yeah, at AWA. Anyways, anyways, so I'm gonna read for Rukia because it's her POV, and you'll read for Ichigo. Um, okay. You don't know anything about Bleach, right? Nope. So some other like canon divergence in this that is also like really popular in fanfic, or at least was when. I was reading Bleach fanfic, you know, like five, ten years ago, um, yeah. was to make Ichigo take over Aizen's spot as a captain. Um, I don't know, like, it, Bleach lore is, like, a little, like, it's complex and that there's just a lot of it. So it's, like, I, I don't think I could give, like, a quick little crash course. But mm -hmm. TLDR, it's, like, military-based. Um, there are 12 squads, meaning 12 captains. The captains have a lot of power. Uh, the whole plot, like, that starts Bleach is that there's an evil captain and uh, Rukia is, like, his, like, chess piece that he's using because she like has this like he like hid something in her it's it's hard to explain um uh, shinigami means soul reaper death reaper like whatever you want to call it like they're mm -hmm. they're all dead um like that's just how it is but like they age differently but they're dead uh it's hard to explain if you don't know it um a really popular thing is for ichigo to take over the evil captain spot after it's defeated Mm -hmm. um, and like live in soul society with rukia and soul society is like where they live it's like the afterlife basically okay um i i don't i don't think there's anything else that i really need to explain oh yeah and then um they have like like with they have officers like seated officers so they have you know there's 
they have officers of the unit and then they have seated officers so i think it goes up to like 20th seat so they have captain vice captain and then like third through like 20th seat Uh um and you like slowly move up the ranking i hate to say it you know how when I talk about Star Wars, yeah, it kind of no, oh, goes absolutely. in one ear and out the other for you. Oh, I, I figured <laughs> that's me right now. <laughs> I figured as much. I'm not. I'm not upset at all. <laughs> like I, I'm not offended. That's just. This is just me talking about Star Wars to you, but absolutely. Reverse. And I'm not. I'm not upset about it. Like I. Okay. I'm feeling. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So. Rukia Kuchki angrily clenched and unclenched her fists from where they were resting at her sides. Her jaw moved stiffly as the rising thoughts of brutally murdering everyone involved in the scene before her became more and more severe. She usually didn't uh, have problems keeping her emotions in check. She was raised to be a Kuchki after all, and Kuchkis don't lose their temper. And for context, they have like noble families, like aristocracy kind of within civil society, and the Kuchki clan is part of that, um, but she's adopted. Uh, but a certain orange-haired buffoon had this incredible knack for making Rukia throw her well-rehearsed calm Kuchki facade out the goddamn window. He had to know what he was doing. Surely the idiot didn't know how upset she would get if she saw this. He couldn't be that dumb. Well, given the carefree nature of his expression and his blissfully unaware gaze, maybe he really was that stupid. Rukia angrily huffed and decided she had seen enough. She marched over to where Captain Ichigo Kurosaki of the 8th Division was currently in the middle of a rather animated conversation with another division's, the 10th, she suspected, 4th seat. A rather attractive, big-breasted, female 4th seat. Fuck yes! She was to be practically drinking in every word the new captain was saying. That's so brave of you, Captain Kurosaki. You really stormed through the entirety of... Hueco Mundo. Hueco Mundo to save a friend. The fourth seat gushed as Rukia finally got close enough to pick up on what the two were saying. I will say that part is funny to me because this fic was, I'm pretty, like, 90% sure was written before, like, Bleach ended. Like, the epilogue chapter came out where we found out who the canon ships ended up being. And um, so Orihime is the friend that he saves in Hueco Mundo. And, like, they storm all of Hueco Mundo to save. And, obviously, he and Orihime end up getting together and literally having children. So um, mm-hmm. it's more than a friend. But I just think it's funny. It wasn't that big of a deal. A friend's a friend, you know. I'm sure you would have done the same if it was someone close to you. Ichigo commented. Rukia's temper rose even higher when she saw him nervously rubbing the back of his head, a habit he exhibited every time he was slightly embarrassed or feeling modest. She only knew that because he typically only ever did it when he was talking to her. And only her. Rukia's blood began to boil. I don't know. The fourth seat continued, practically batting her eyelashes at him. That's still so crazy. You really are as courageous as they say. When Ichigo blushed at her words and shyly looked away, Rukia decided she was done. She loudly and obnoxiously cleared her throat to make sure the two lovebirds flirting away heard her loud and clear. Both Ichigo and the pretty fourth seat jumped at the sound and turned to where she was standing, her arms crossed and a foot impatiently tapping away. Rukia! Ichigo began, his tone one of confusion. Rukia wanted to punch him for looking so stupid. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? What are you doing here? Did you forget that we said we would get together later today? Rukia began her rant, not able to contain her anger any longer. What time is it? Ichigo asked dumbly, looking around for a clock. I think it's a little after five. The fourth seat replied innocently. Five forty-five. Rukia corrected with a sneer. We agreed we would meet outside the 13th Division barracks at five. Realization seemed to dawn on Ichigo as if he finally understood why Rukia was so annoyed. Though, annoyed was a mild term for it, in her opinion. 
Shit, I'm sorry, Rukia. I lost track of time. Thankfully, he at least had the decency to look apologetic, even though it was more that what he was doing rather than his tardiness that she was upset about. It's my fault, Vice Captain Kuchki. I kept Captain Kurosaki too late because I kept asking him questions. Yeah, I noticed, Rukia replied to that, trying to not seem too mad at the girl, who she was decidedly pleased looked rather afraid of getting the wrath of Rukia Kuchki. Still, it was the orange-haired captain with her who she was really mad at. I'm sorry I'm late, but I can make it up to you. We can go get dinner at your favorite restaurant. My treat. Ichigo offered as he stood to his full height, towering over the vice captain of the 13th. Rukia liked it better when she could give him a glare down rather than up. Whatever, Rukia mumbled, the answer still coursing through her at the turn of events. Ichigo seemed to pick up on it, but said nothing as he turned back to his previous companion. It was good talking to you, Yuki. I'll see you Friday at the 8th Division's training grabs for your final evaluation, alright? Sounds good. Sorry again, Vice Captain Ku Kuchki. The girl, Yuki apparently, said as she bowed respectfully. Rukia I'm, wait, I'm sorry. I feel so awful. Whenever I say Kuchki, I want to say Kuchi. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> it's okay. It's okay because, um, like, uh, one of, like, I, early fandoms thing to do whenever they would write a crossover with, like, not anime. So, like, for instance, like, Harry Potter and Bleach. I think I've, like, I think I've actually, like, talked about my favorite fic like we did a crossover episode yeah so, we uh, read it yeah we read that fic where um and like for instance in that fic like ron weasley goes fucking like itchy go like he can't say it. itchy go itchy go itchy um, go like, so don't sweat you're not alone um uh rukia only turned her roll her eyes and turned away without a reply dashing from the area so fast ichigo had a shunpo to catch up with her shunpo is called it's flash stuff it just it's like just like running like so fast you can't even see it basically mm -hmm. jesus rukia would you slow down he said desperately as he tried to match her pace she wasn't walking at a shunpo pace but he was still shocked at how fast her short legs were taking her why should i do that it's not like you were in a hurry to meet up with me before rukia replied back bitterly keeping her eyes straight ahead even when she noticed rukia ichigo's pointed stare from her side Look, I'm sorry, I lost track of time, but I was busy. Why are you so pissed off? Ichigo asked. His question caused Rukia to stop dead in her tracks. Ichigo almost tripped when he noticed she was no longer beside him and halted his fast pace. He seemed to be confused at her sudden stop, and even more befuddled the minute he got a look at her furious face. What the hell's the matter with you? He dumbly asked, only causing Rufia's already exponentially high anger to multiply. I don't know, I personally really like uh, the characterization this author did, because if you see, like... It's very true to character within, like, the first few seasons. I think it's, um, like, at this point in time, like, of their life, it would be a little out of character, but it's very, very in character. What's the matter with me? She began, her tone deadly quiet. Did you really just ask me that? Yeah, I mean, I get why you might be upset. I was late, but you seem to be pissed off about something else. Rukia scoffed at that. At least he had figured that much out. Well, aren't you just a master of reading my emotions? She replied sarcastically, crossing her arms in front of her. Rukia, tell me what's bothering you, Ichigo said, looking to be running low on patience with her, as if he had any reason to be upset. She was the one he had blown off to flirt with another woman. Fine, since your brain seems to have taken the day off, I'll fill you in on why I have every right to be angry with you. <laughs> I love that insult. Fine, since your day <laughs> seems to be taken, that seems to have taken the day off. I Bitch, feel like you would really burn. Like, I just think you would really like bleach, unironically. No, <laughs> not even gonna give it a shot. I don't like 
shonen anime. I know, but like, there's just something about Bleach. Like, I I can't explain it. There's something about every shonen anime. Okay. okay. Listen, she first of all, she started lifting a finger in front of his face. He wanted to swipe it away, but he knew she would only get angry if he did. You had the gall to leave me standing in front of the 13th for 45 minutes. I apologize for that, Ichigo exclaimed, trying to defend himself, though Rukia was only just beginning. And then, once I realized you had a momentary bout of amnesia, I claimed to be eighth to find you talking to some girl. She's not just some girl, Rukia. She's one of the vice captain's candidates. Ichigo interrupted Rukia's speech, knowing he had to make himself look better before she blew up completely. And what he was saying was true, though it wasn't anything Rukia had figured out herself. When Ichigo took over the captaincy of the 8th upon Captain Kiyoraku's move to the 1st, there was no vice-captain left for him, as Nanao went with her longtime captain, and none of the visors, besides those already there, seemed to want to rejoin the Gotei 13. That left Ichigo with the task of appointing one himself, and it had been a long and arduous search. No one seemed to be a good fit for his division in the way he wanted to run it. The 10th, 4th C, Yuki, was the first in a while that looked like a good option. He decided to meet with her before seeing Rukia so he could get an idea of what her goals would be as a vice captain and if she had any kind of leadership skills. Once the business part of the conversation dwindled, they had gone on to other topics, namely his past battle successes. You are not making her your vice captain, Rukia said in a low voice, bringing Ichigo out of his thoughts and back to the argument they were having. Why the hell not? Because she's not... She doesn't... She's too... Rukia trailed off, not having anything to say for the first time since she had started this conversation. What? Ichigo asked angrily, wanting her to finally say what was really upsetting her about everything. She's too pretty! Rukia finally explained, throwing her inhibitions to the wind and just coming out and saying it. That gave Ichigo pause, his face contorted in confusion, and he dumbly asked, What? She's too fangirly and giggly. She was practically batting her eyelashes at you, and all that talk over how brave you are. Oh, Captain Kurosaki, you really are as courageous as they say, Rukia mimicked in a high-pitched voice. Ichigo contemplated her words for a second before a light bulb seemed to go off in his mind, and he turned shocked eyes towards her. Wait a minute. Are you jealous? Of course not! Rukia immediately replied indignantly. She began to sweat nervously at how easily he had caught on to her. Though Ichigo could be an absolute dunce sometimes, he really was an expert at reading her emotions. You are! You are jealous of Yuki! You don't want her talking to me because she's too pretty! Ichigo commented, more to himself, as he pieced together the events of the past few minutes and their conversation in his mind. I... I... That's not what I meant! Rukia exclaimed, trying to salvage the situation and maintain some of her lost dignity. It wasn't working very well, though. Suddenly, as the thought of Rukia being jealous of the fourth-seat vice-captain candidate became more apparent to him, his face took on an unreadable expression. Rukia eyed him warily before he sighed and shook his head. You're such an idiot, he said in resignation. Rukia immediately became indignant at that. What did you just say? You have a lot of nerves saying. What are you doing? Rukia asked as she stopped herself mid-rant when she noticed Ichigo slowly moving closer to her. She prepared herself for what he was about to do, but was shocked when he reached down, grabbed her around her knees, and lifted her like a potato sack over his shoulder. Rukia's anger only multiplied at this. What the hell do you think you're doing, you idiot? Put me down! She struggled against his hold, but he was far too strong for her to get away. Even as she tried to kick him, he was one step ahead of her. He placed an arm around her flailing legs, effectively holding them down. Before Rukia could protest anymore, Ichigo had shunpoed the two of them away. He continued to move, and Rukia was shocked to realize he wasn't going toward the de- restaurant they agreed on, 
they agreed to go to, or closer to the 13th division, but back to the 8th. And more specifically, right up to his private captain's quarters. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> so, I'm just going to go ahead and, like, skip ahead. Or, like, I'm not going to skip ahead. I'm just going to, like, say, like, towards the end, it's really just him being like, oh, my God, like, you idiot. Like, why are you jealous? Like, why would I be into her? Like, she's a fucking fangirl. Like, why is that mm-hmm. attractive to me? Blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, I don't know how to react to, like, people being interested in me. And um just like them agreeing that like she's like i don't like simps bro yeah literally which is so funny because like that really is his whole ass personality and then he fucking ends up with orihime who like i will say i love orihime as a character personally and i think she gets amazing character development throughout bleach but the start of the series orihime is like sakura like from naruto like same character Mm -hmm. but orihime gets a hell of a lot more development than sakura ever does so Mm -hmm. like that's why i'm like tolerant of the ship later on i just I hate how it starts. But I do mm-hmm. love working as a character, and I do want to cosplay her, like, one day. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to cut it there. Um, I'm not usually actually one for, like, canon divergence. I usually, like, prefer to, like, just read, the, like, canon stuff over and over again. I guess the closest I get to canon divergence is, like, um, how I really like reading Miraculous AUs. What about you, Liz? Um, I literally just read college years when you know the answer um it's like basically it's just like if it's a fix if it's a trope that doesn't go along with like a college au i'm not usually reading it technically you could consider it's like it's not a canon divergence because it's a complete au right so I like if you wanted to be super specific like it's it's not because it had nothing to do with the story so um and if i'm gonna read about something it's like technically yes and no because mm. Star Wars wise, I do love a good like Sith or Jedi AU, which is technically a canon divergence. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, what if so and so was um turned to the dark side or was actually a Jedi? So that's technically canon divergence, mm-hmm. but it's still not something I'm really actively reading as much as you know. That's fair. So yeah, that's fair. Um, I will say that like I really like this fic. I like how she. The or sorry, they the author like captured the um characters and um sorry. So for okay. everybody, um, because I'm assuming we're cutting that out. I now have um mittens on my lap, so sorry if you hear that. Oh, she's making herself there. Known. She is. <laughs> she's making herself known. She's, she's like, like yes, you hear me. <laughs> I am here. Um, so I got randomly assigned the trope real parents. Oh, and so um, these are usually like stories that center around like. A character learning about their biological parents and usually it's like their father and i never thought about it but like yeah yeah that's it's the case. it's almost always a father so if that says anything about our society but uh, <laughs> this is like society 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 <laughs> sorry but um so this this real parent trope is really common in like romantic novels soap operas dramas you know Mm -hmm. it stirs up the drama we love it we we feel for it um yes and so usually sometimes these discoveries can be really like positive you know like more family bonding some self-discovery like Mm -hmm. oh my god i understand so much about myself now and like in certain cases, an inheritance, which is kind of fucking sick. But, um... Oh, true. I forgot about that. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and... But there's also, like, usually problems that can come along with it. Like, you know, like, there's, like, you know, illegitimacy. Like, you know, where it's, like, 
Oh, like, I thought you were my... Are you saying that family drama is a thing? I know, really crazy. Um, You know, like, social stigma, broken families, you know, possibly finding out about, like, you know, like, cheating and Mm. such. So, not really great. But sometimes, like, real parent fanfics are really heartwarming and very nice. Mm. Um, And this is, like, um, a really popular trope in, like, certain fandoms. Like, um, in Harry Potter, it's apparently really popular where it's, like, Severus is Harry's father? I'm not too into that, considering he literally, like, bullies Harry for half the fucking... Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. But what I do love is there's this trope that Darcy Lewis is Tony Stark's daughter, and this is specifically specifically an MCU trope, and it makes so much sense considering like Darcy's also this super smart kind of like genius but also really like snarky kind of like Tony and I really love that because you know when you when you see it you're like oh that's really odd and weird and random but when you think about it and their characters you're like you know what they are that kind of makes sense what you're like they're actually on to something yeah like they got similar characterizations. So about and... Darcy Lewis, like I do like her character. I don't understand why she's so popular in MCU fandom though. Like she's like low key kind of like a minor character. Uh, well, since Wandavision. Well, I guess in Wandavision, but like even before Wandavision, like there was a lot about her. Um, she's snarky self insert for nerd girls. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Like, yeah. Yeah, that that <laughs> check out. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, a related trope for this is like adoption fix, and um, I actually don't. I don't personally like the wording for this, but it's like where a canon orphan is adopted by a different family, and their quote unquote real parents specifies their biological parents. I don't like that because a lot of ad- adoptees would consider their adopted parents their real parents because yeah, they're who raised them. Dismissive. But yeah, so that's just like within the fan lore article, so I thought I'd mention it. But, um, yeah. Um, there's a lot of canon examples of, like, real parents kind of being a thing. Um, really popular, I mean, in the MCU and just Marvel in general. Mm-hmm. Loki finding out that his biological father isn't Odin, but actually, um, Laufey, and that's, like, a whole fucking wow, it's thing. it's like his last name means <laughs> son of <laughs> No, that's, like, that's, like, um, I mean, he only really goes by that after, like, finding out. Still. And, like, I, I don't know if he actually ever ends up... Does he end up ever going by it in the MCU? I actually don't Maybe briefly. Because I know it's really popular in fanon to call himself, like, Laufey's son. Like, Wait, that's a really Liz, popular thing. Can I thing. tell you about, um, like, the first time I saw Thor, like, for my, uh, like, literature project? In yes, you did. Okay, just making sure. I love it. You've talked about it on the podcast okay, too. I wasn't sure if I had. <laughs> it was it was like the it was like the Yoden Loki episode. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys should listen um, to that one if you haven't. By the way, it's a good one. Really good job. Um, and um, I'm not a Percy Jackson fan, but I know you're a Percy Jackson yes. fan, so I thought I'd talk about it. Percy Jackson is a character. It's like a series where a lot of characters are like demigods, the child of a human and a god, brought up as a human. So usually they're like surprised that it's like, oh my god, this my is god your real. Yeah, like, yeah, basically. Um, I mean, Star Wars, like, I am your father, Luke. Like, like yeah. Luke and Leia finding out that Darth Vader is actually Anakin Skywalker, their father, is a huge deal. Yes. <laughs> um, 
in Watchmen. If anyone's into Watchmen, uh, a younger the younger Silk Spectre finds out that the comedian is um, like her father. Like, yeah. And then um, in X-Men, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are the biological children of Magneto in most comic oh. versions. I know certain comics uh, retcon this. I really dislike the retcon. I really love them being the children of Magneto. Um so I'm gonna. I did choose a fic that is a X Men fic, and okay. this is specifically from like you know like the Fox X Men movies okay. where it's the like Peter Maximoff, not Pietro. And so in in the Fox X Men thing, Peter knows that that Eric Magneto slash Magneto is like his father, but mm-hmm. Eric doesn't know. So, but this is like kind of flipping it on its head, and then this fic Eric knows, and he tells Peter. Um, okay. this fic also contains Professor X, X Magneto. If you don't like that, like, maybe don't read it, but don't it's like, a great don't ship. Read. Don't like, don't read. Um, it's a great ship, so fuck you if you don't. I'm what sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> she is trying to insert an image into the document. Oh, I love that. Please give me a photo. She's trying to give our old cover art. I love it. Um, I will force you we should watch the X-Men movies together. We should. I would love They're that. They're a fun time. I, I love it. Um, But there's a shit ton of characters in this, so um, holy yeah, fuck. I'm not going to know anything, so don't. Uh, Alex, Hank, Peter, Charles, and Eric. Um, um, I do not want to do a British accent, so you're reading for Professor X. <laughs> um, Charles. It's been a second. It's been a hot second um and i mean i guess you could also speak for eric aka magneto because i feel like i'll read for peter because it's like so which one am i doing a british accent for uh charles mr professor x okay yes um so we're gonna this is like halfway through the fic and like eric kind of tells everyone else that peter is like his child so peter still doesn't know so this is the scene of him finding out but yeah Peter, Charles said, was down in the gymnasium on the other side of the complex. In the X-Mansion, for those of you guys who don't fucking know. Sorry. That was so aggressive. That was really aggressive. (laughs) I didn't mean to go that aggressive. Fucking idiot. Don't know X-Men. I'm so fucking sorry. I didn't mean for it to be that aggressive Um, in the (laughs) X-Mansion. Like, in the most respectful way, Liz, it's so bitchy. I'm gonna go kill myself right now. Okay, that's BRB. what you just told us to do for not knowing about fucking. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Hank and Alex found themselves walking behind him and Eric over the grass down to the building in the dappled sunlight under the trees. Well, isn't this <laughs> idyllic? Alex muttered. Normally, if Charles had wanted to get down to the gym, he would have. He would have taken. Had. Uh, he would have had to take the long-winded cement pay, uh, pathway, but Eric was floating the wheelchair next to him as they bickered, so they were all walking along a more direct route. His cape was billowing in the spring breeze. I don't get why they don't just get over themselves, Hank muttered, folding his arms in front of him and hunching his shoulders. They get off on it, Alex said sagely. Oh, I told you, hate boner, except, ugh, not even. Javier... Like, Xavier. Xavier, yeah. 
Xavier likes playing righteous asshole, and Eric likes playing righteous dickwad. They're a match made in heaven, but it's all Romeo and Juliet shit, right? I think Eric just doesn't want to settle down, Hank says, having thought about it, and Alex snickered. He's tied to no man, he muttered. Except for how he, like, totally is. (laughs) You know, I love that trope where it's like, oh yeah, no, they're so wild and free, but they're really just desperately in love with someone, you know? Yeah. It's a little bit cute, though. It is cute. I love it. Um, I guess being in a relationship means having to compromise about things, Hank said, and they both considered this for a moment. Impossible. Alex said. Never gonna happen. (laughs) Nope. Hank agreed. They, uh, they did indeed find Peter in the gym, though he and the basketballs he he was playing with were a little more than a terrifying blur. Sometimes Peter sat around and watched television for hours at a time, and sometimes he did this. Teenagers, Hank thought wearily. You again? Peter said, his his voice a ghostly echo from no distinguishable physical body. Is this me? Yeah. Wait, is this the British one? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, I have not done a British accent in years. Correction, I've never done a British accent. I simply mock British people. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't me trying to imitate them. This is mockery. No, this is called, I have ADHD and can't do a good accent. (laughs) Um, Charles said. Charles said. Us again, indeed. You bringing him into the fold or something? Peter asked, appearing bodily for a moment. Eric still looked vaguely constipated. He'd get used to it if if he stuck around long enough, but he probably wouldn't. Or maybe he'd steal Peter away somehow, which would be really unfortunate, because then Charles would have to go find Peter using Cerebro, and Hank and Alex would have to go track him down, and Charles would be left alone with the rest of the students, which would be not good. I like the mid- like rant that like i have no idea what's going on yeah i really, really appreciate we we gotta watch x-men it'd be fun we can i'm not gonna follow like i i probably won't be able to follow along but i'll try oh no one can oh, okay, the x-men timeline the x-men timeline is like one of the most confusing timelines because like 10 years will pass in a single like between movies mm-hmm. but like no one's like appearances will change like they'll all be basically the same age and we're like doesn't Baby this take mode forever doesn't this take like place 10 years later yes why do they all look the same yeah i don't know why do none of their why did none of their relationships really change i don't know yeah and then deadpool 2 went and fucked it up even more which i thought was hysterical oh, when it's like yeah. deadpool's like in the x-mansion and like he's like we, we really couldn't get any more popular x-men for this movie and then you just see behind a door it's literally all of them but like deadpool supposedly takes place in modern day but it's all of like the younger ones, oh. like all of them when they're younger. So it's 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 wild. I love it. I think I it's didn't so funny. Understand that reference. So thank you for explaining it to me. <laughs> You're welcome. It's great. It's great. It's great. Um, no, Eric said. Bummer. Peter said and vanished again. Two of the basketballs slammed across the gym, bouncing off of opposite walls. They all jumped except for Charles, who twitched. Peter, Charles said. Peter. Stop. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. I can't help myself. My in-laws literally sound like that. The Boston accent is real. It, it do be. Um 
Okay, uh, where are we at? PETA! <laughs> Charles said. <laughs> uh, Eric has something to talk to you about, and if you don't come here and listen to him, I will not hesitate to make you do it. Can't make me listen, Peter argued. You can make me stand, but you can't make me listen. Peter, <laughs> Charles said. I am a telepath. You know what? I just realized the episode we did telepathy. Why didn't I think of X-Men? I'm so fucking stupid. Because you remember we were like, we were like, we know nothing with telepathy in it. And everyone's looking at us right now like you fucking dumbass. <laughs> you dumbasses. Um, in my defense, I also, I still like, I just don't know X-Men. So like, it really <laughs> doesn't matter. Yep. Um. Okay, fine. Peter said, appearing in front of them with his arms crossed, slouching in the in the way of teenagers. What's up, big man? Big Eric. Man. <laughs> Eric worked his jaw. You made a comment to me. He said about your mother. Yeah. What about her? Nothing happened to her, did it? Oh yeah. Also, before we go into this, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Magneto is like considered like a terrorist in the X Men universe because he's. Evil one? I mean, like technically, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, technically, I mean, he just kind of wants to like kill all like kill a lot of humans that okay, are not so, mutants. Like, it's like basically like, like they're mutants experience discrimination in the x-men universe um oh. he kind of like fucking hates that and wants to like instead of like living cooperatively he's like well we could just like fucking rule over them like it's not like they can do anything and professor x is like no we have to live with them and peace you know and... what's amazing that's an me? oversimplification of it for everyone but he's considered a terrorist okay but you know what's amazing to me is like you're saying that and i'm like you know i'm thinking okay so this is like very clearly an allegory for like prejudice in real life right like oh yeah no it was right. made during like like during the like civil rights movement like right. it was made about that right yeah yes however i know that like there are some pc white boy out there who sees magneto as himself and he's oh like, as like his joker moment yeah, yeah. His joker moment and he's like yeah we should like he's like all these women are trying to oppress me so i should like rule over them and it's that like makes me no so sad. Yeah, no, it does make me very sad. People, they they go, stop making Marvel political. And then, Literally like, looks at the reason why the X-Men were created. I'm sorry, mm. all of Marvel is political. Yeah, it is. Like, it always has been. It's made by a fucking Jew. Like, uh, okay, that sounded wrong, but I'm Jewish, okay? Yes, I guess, I guess, I guess it's like, wait, 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 wait. I can say it like that, okay? Okay? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I am also a Jew. But... <laughs> Oh but, my like, gosh. It, it was made by a Jew, like, following, like, World War II, you know? Like, it's always been political, and it always will be political. Also, and like, Magneto is literally, like, a, was put into a concentration camp and, like, tortured. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, that's, like, a lot of his tragic backstory, because he's like, I was treated, like, awfully like this, and that's kind of some of his, like, motivation okay. to, like, why, where he's like, bad people will always be bad, and, okay. you know? Yeah, I so, understand. Yeah, so, there. yeah. Oversimplification of things, of course, but we don't have, like, three hours for me to sit here and explain X-Men lore. Sorry. <laughs> and also, like, I know none of it, so, like, she would have to. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. So, he paused for a moment, eyes wide. You didn't do any terrorism things to her, did you? Because I will kill you, man. No, I did not do terrorism things to her. 
Eric said, sounding disgusted. She is perfectly fine. We had a brief chat. Oh, okay. Peter said, relaxing immediately. You said your mother knew someone who who could control metal once. Eric said meaningfully, lingering over the words. Peter blinked up at him, eyes gloriously frighten- frighteningly blank. Yup, he said. Oh dear. Charles murmured to himself. Your mother knew a man who could control metal. Eric repeated empathetically. Yeah, I know, Peter said. So? Eric let out a long sigh. I need some fucking popcorn. Alex muttered. It was me, you idiot. Eric said. Oh, gross, Peter said. This is disgusting. Why would you tell me that? I don't want to know those things. Come on, dude. Come on. Eric stared at him. (laughs) Are you serious? He said. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Peter said, face screwed up. Who wants to hear about their... Hear that about their mom. Oh, God. Charles. <laughs> Eric said, sounding strangled. You're on my, your own, my friend. Charles said, leaning back in his seat. There was a time I would have helped you, but then you paralyzed me and left me for dead. I'm still working through the trauma. I hate you. Eric told him. You do not. Eric said, uh... I don't know what that word is. So I'm just gonna pass Unific- over it. Unific? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was fancy words for us. <laughs> it was yeah. X Men writers, am I right? Um, it was really unsettling. Hank thought, looking at the three of them standing there and thinking back over the course of the morning's events. How even though Peter was obviously not related to Charles in any way, he still really, really seemed like he had been made from distilled portions of Charles and Eric's personalities. They all were such insufferable assholes. <laughs> Peter at least had the excuse of being a teenager, but probably he would grow up to be an asshole of an adult. That was just what happened. Did you ever have a father around? Eric prompted impatiently. No. My mom said my father was an asshole who wasn't worth talking about. Except then she did talk about how much of an asshole he was, so not exactly following her own rules, huh? Peter said. Wise woman. Charles said, and then... Foul play! When Eric jerked his wheelchair over over a foot to the side. Do you really have no idea where this is going? I love how in character this is for Peter, because Peter's kind of a little stupid. Oh, okay. I love it. Um, Eric said flatly, no idea. Peter said, smiling, utterly clueless. And Alex collapsed, collapsed into a silent, shaking fit of laughter into Hank's side. I'm your father, Peter. Eric said a little too loudly. Put two and two together. Peter stared. No, he said. Yes. Eric said. No, he said again. I'm afraid so, Peter. Peter! (laughs) Peter! (laughs) Charles said. But he's a terrorist, Peter said. It was funny, Hank thought, remembering how congenially he had used the word earlier that morning. How changeable teenagers were ah charles said well yes my dad is a a terrorist peter said i always thought he was just like the used car salesman or something (laughs) a used car salesman charles said 
I used car salesman from Reno in D.C. on business my mom hooked up with at a bar one time, Peter said quickly. What? Eric said. Why would a used car salesman from Nevada be in Washington, D.C. on business? Hank asked. Did your mother tell you that? Charles asked, sounding boggled. No. (laughs) No, Peter said, voice steadily rising in pitch and volume. I've had a lot of time to think about this. In my head, he looks like uh, Cary Grant and was wearing a plaid sports coat. There are no used car salesmen who look like Cary Grant, Peter. Peter! Charles Charles said. That's you, so that's Alex. This got weird real fucking fast. Alex said. I'm going for a walk, Peter shouted, and the door slammed behind Peter. him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got that stuck in my head now. Peter, don't turn I, We don't have to finish because it's just like random lines at the end. But, okay, um, okay. Yeah. Um, so now I learned I cannot talk about X-Men with Gabs because she's going to go, Peter! I like I for context too. I don't even like Family Guy. Everything I've ever seen about Family Guy has been entirely against my will. Like, oh, trust Nick, me, like, the same. Nick puts it on sometimes, and I'm like, can you turn it off? And he's, he gets like offended. <laughs> my younger brother's really into Family Guy. Like that's his like favorite adult comedy mm-hmm. show. So I have watched way too much Family Guy against my will. I'd much rather watch if I'm gonna watch any of those shows. It would be American Dad because I think American Dad is infinitely I'd funnier. Watch like, I'm yeah, but Simpsons. if I have to choose like one of those like two types of shows, American Dad's infinitely funnier that's than fair. I never Family really, Guy, in my opinion. I never like really watched either. I like. But my Overwatch friends, are like, they're really into the quote-unquote family guy lore. Like, their favorite thing what? to do is talk about <laughs> family guy lore. Family guy lore? <laughs> they're, like, they're like, yeah, have you caught up to the family guy lore yet? And I know it's like, I'm sure it's some joke that I'm, like, not getting. But that's what makes it funnier. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, my favorite family guy lore. What the fuck? Uh, but um, Nick is really obsessed with the that, like, mar- marketable plushy meme. And he says it exactly like Lois. He says, <laughs> don't turn me into marketable plushies well i mean it it makes sense considering like nick's family is from the new england area i'm sure it's probably they they, like prefer simpsons like his parents are obsessed with the simpsons i mean i love the simpsons too they are the it is the better of the shows but i will say like it's probably easier for him to like imitate the the the, like accent because it's like he grew up a little bit around it so his mom sounds exactly like that so. Love it. <laughs> Love, Love it. In laws, um, I like calling them my in laws. Makes me feel like cute. cute. Uh, um, okay, but... sorry. <laughs> we a bit. Uh, real parents fix. I don't know if I'll really necessarily no. read them unless it's like you know. I mean, a lot of the fandoms I like, it's already kind of like involved in them, so it's more just like as a result. But it's not like I'm like, mm, let me go find a real parents fic. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna be reading um like the most i would ever be like percy jackson and i don't really read a lot of percy jackson fics so yeah it's that's it's a no for me chief it's a no from me um, um but yeah we're we're gonna find oh okay i was gonna ask oh. if there's anything to add before then but like yeah i don't know i don't have anything okay cool liz where can we find you on social media you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at LazilyLiz. What about you, Gabs? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Flyita Nerd. 
Liz, where can you find the show? You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast or their Tropes Battles for Dominance. If you need emails for any reason, please let us know how you feel about the show. Any suggestions, questions, whatever, good Maze Runner fix, good Twilight fanfics, please email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Please rate, comment, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to the show. It helps us a lot. Thank you. You guys should also, I'll give a shout out to Liz, wherever you do, just for like having that down pat now. <laughs> I just, I can't wait to do it like at a panel. I feel like it'll be really fun. It would be so fun. I really hope it gets accepted. Um, you know, I'm keeping it. Fucking Antris Hallmat. Hallmat, Katsu, you know, tell us. Let Please. us, let us present. And if you guys want to hear us at those cons and you're going to those cons, it also would help us a lot if you reach out directly to them and be like, hey, we want to hear them. Yeah, like, it literally, if, like, one person is just like, hey, like... Yeah, even if, like, one person agrees. It'll, it'll probably help where they're like, okay, at least there's, like, someone reaching out about interest for this, like, potential panel, so... Exactly. I'm not, like, saying you should do that, but, but I'm saying you I'm should do that. that. I'm absolutely saying do that right now. Thank you. Smiles. Bye, Lise. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Bye.